you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. Hi, and welcome back to HR After Dark. I am Erica Robinson, the Senior HR Consultant for Willis HR. We just completed a webinar titled, An Employee is Tested Positive for COVID-19, Now What? Where we talk about what employers and companies can do when an employee contracts the coronavirus. We want to continue that discussion here and talk about the steps that employers can take in order to minimize exposure to others while also supporting their employee while they're out with the coronavirus. So first and foremost, we know that coronavirus has impacted the entire world, and a lot of businesses in South Carolina have also been impacted. In order to minimize the impact, we need to do our part by requiring employees, visitors, customers, anyone who comes within our buildings to wear masks. We also want to requires social distancing, which is six feet apart from each other. And if our employees are experiencing fevers or other COVID symptoms, we want them to stay out of work until those symptoms subside. Many of you want to know whether or not you can take employees' temperatures. Well, the answer is yes, you can. However, we at Willis HR would not advise it. We think that you should empower your employees to monitor them, their symptoms, take their own temperatures and do things like that themselves and take that responsibility. And if there is something that comes up that they do have symptoms to notify you of it. Also, don't require, you can't require your employees to provide their COVID test with you. Again, they can let you know if they test positive or negative, but you cannot require the documentation. One of the reasons for that is our healthcare systems are inundated with COVID patients and other patients, and they may not have the time to provide those results. So instead, put that responsibility back on the employee and have them let you know what their results are. We also have had people reach out to us asking whether or not they could have employees sign waivers to return to work. That is something that there's no case law, there's no case study, and there's no precedence about it. You can, but we encourage you to partner with us and or an employment attorney to discuss those things and what needs to be said in those waivers in order to make sure that you're legally compliant, but also that you encompass the details that are needed in that waiver. Now, say your employee does test positive and they notify you. First of all, you want to obtain an authorization, a signed authorization from the employee stating that you can disclose a diagnosis to others. Please note, this does not mean disclosing any other information about the employee, including the employee's name. That needs to be kept private. You don't need to tell anybody who the employee is or anything like that so that they can be identified. You want to focus on, hey, there's been an employee that's been diagnosed with the coronavirus that you have come in contact with or that you may have come in contact with. That's it. Also, you want to make sure you have your facility professionally cleaned, air it out, open windows and doors if you can, but have a professional cleaning company come in. We have vendors that we can refer you to in order to get this done that do a phenomenal job. 
Also, you should already have signs at each of your entrances prohibiting people from coming in if they've experienced symptoms, if they've traveled to any banned or restricted areas, or if they've been around anyone with symptoms. If you don't have that signage, reach out to us at Willis HR and we can help you out with that as well. And if you've had employees that have come in direct within six feet contact of other employees or people who have been infected, make sure that they quarantine for a minimum of 14 days. We recommend that you have those employees monitor themselves for symptoms and that they receive a COVID test. We also recommend that you follow the, that they follow the guidance of a medical professional so that they seek that information and follow whatever that medical professional has told them to do. Now, you must notify anyone that's been in direct and close, again, within six feet contact of the employee. That would include other employees that work in the location, customers and or visitors who came in close contact with that person, and customers and visitors that have were at the location at the same time of the employee. Of course, we know that may be a little hard to pin down. However, make sure that you're checking schedules and seeing who worked that day. Also, if you have any visitor logs or sign-in sheets, that make sure that you are reviewing those and notifying those people as well. And additionally, ask the employee, talk to them, ask them who they spoke with, who they came in close contact with, and compile that list. And that'll help you understand who you need to contact. When it comes to contact, um, we definitely want to ensure that you are calling those that came in contact with the employee. Don't email them. One of the reasons is you don't want to hear or read that you could potentially have been exposed to the coronavirus. It's already a super scary concept and it's communicable. It can transfer from person to person. That's not the kind of news that you want to read about in an email. Also, some people don't check their email often or your email could have gone to spam. So it is so imperative that you reach out and speak with that person via a phone call. And again, remember, do not reveal the name of the employee. That is not important. What is important is that they were in close proximity to that person and that they could have potentially been exposed to the virus. While the person is out with the coronavirus, they are covered under the FFCRA, Families First Coronavirus Response Act. That came into play on April 1st, 2020, and it goes through December 31st of 2020, unless otherwise stated. So make sure that the person that is out has completed the emergency paid sick leave request form and the supporting information for leave form. That helps you understand why they're out because there are several different reasons why someone could be out. That lets you know if it's them themselves that are experiencing coronavirus or if they're caring for someone or if, some, if their child is out of school or can't go to daycare or wherever because they are close because of the coronavirus. Also, companies can receive a credit tax credit for any money paid while employees are out on sick leave um, from the federal government. And in order to make sure that you receive that money, you have to have those forms completed in their entirety. Your tax professional can provide more information on what is needed. However, our forms are designed to encapsulate all of the information that you'll need to support that and to receive your refund. 
Again, these forms are available on willishr.com. And of course, we are always here to answer questions that you may have because of that. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more information, please make sure you view our webinar and also reach out to us by visiting our website, willishr.com or through email by info at willishr.com. Thank you and stay safe and well.